everybody. Welcome to a spectacular edition of AroundTable.ca podcast. I am your host, Mr. Phil, and I am joined with my co-host this week by Mr. Dino, Mr. Steven, Mr. Steven, and Mr. Mr. Mesh, Mr. Johnny, Mr. Geo, whatever you want to call yourself. Geo! <laughs> All right. Apparently, he's in a mountainside somewhere. All right. Um, all right. So this week's topic, it's um, with the years, it's been a very controversial topic. Uh, there's a lot of people that have gone on either one side or the other. And this week's topic is David Lee Roth from Van Halen versus Sammy Hagar from Van Halen. Which years were better for the Van Halen band? So to just to give a bit of background in terms of what the singers did. So David Lee Roth was the original singer for Van Halen that from 1974 to 85. Uh, he briefly made a, an appearance in 96 on the best, uh, one of the best uh, albums, Volume 1. And then uh, from 2007 to now, um, he, uh, he's been touring and he's been on, on an album with uh, Van Halen. Then uh, in between 85 and 96, you had the Sammy Hagar years, uh, which um, encompassed a, a few number one albums uh, under that, uh, that banner. Um, and then after that, you have the bastard son of Van Halen, Gary Sharon, which had, one, which had one album, Van Halen 3. Um, and the reviews on that were very, very mixed, uh, if I remember correctly. Um, so David Lee Roth actually had more albums with Van Halen than did Sammy Hagar, which... Thinking back on it, I would think that it would have been the opposite. But um, looking at the actual years, so you had Van Halen for David Lee Roth. You had Van Halen released in 78, 1978. Uh, Van Halen 2 in 1979. Women and Children First in 1980. Fair Warning in 81. Diver Down in 82. And 1984, which was released in 1984. Uh, and then in 2012, you had A Different Kind of Truth, which is the last album from Van Halen. It's basically uh, old songs that were unreleased from the years of David, uh, the David Lee Roth years. Um, and then Sammy Hagar had four al albums to his credit, 5150, OU812. Um, 5150 was released in 86, OU812 in 88. For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge, 91. Um, 91. Yeah, and balance in 1995, and then um, yeah, and then 1998 you had Gary Sharon with Van Halen three, as I mentioned before. So the question this week was which from Van Hale, the Van Halen years, the Van Halen band, which do you prefer, David Lee Roth or Sammy Hagar? Go. Uh, <laughs> Malloy, who didn't do any albums but recorded some demos, that's my favorite. Just, no, I just made that up. Um, <laughs> depends who goes first. I don't. I. Uh, you go ahead. Go, first? Go, go, go ahead. I go for it. Go for it, Steve. Me? Okay. Yeah, uh, go for it. All right. Okay. Um, number one, I was at first a Van uh, David Lee Roth fan because I grew up with Van Halen in school, and I remember being first year CJEP when my buddy ran up to me because we didn't have this thing called the internet and he read in a newspaper that David Lee Roth was either fired, kicked out of the band or he left for a solo career. 
Um, I was devastated because I thought there would be no life for Van Halen without David Lee Roth. And then a couple of months later, I heard that um, Sammy Hagar was going to be the lead singer, and I, I couldn't believe it. Uh, I picked up the album 5150. I played it once, said it's not Van Halen, put it away for a few months. Um, it took me a while to get into Sammy, but once I did, um, I enjoyed it. Um, I love both aspects, actually. That I think they're two completely different bands. Uh, David Lee Roth provides showmanship and swagger, while uh, Sammy Hagar provides more of uh, a little bit more musicianship uh, because he can actually play guitar and give Eddie Van Halen freedom to be a little bit more creative. Um, so for me, it goes an even 50-50. Uh, there's months that I like David Lee Roth, and then there's times I like Sammy Hagar. It depends on my mood because they are different animals to each of them. So um, it depends on my mood. I love both. It took a while for me to get into the Sammy Hagar bandwagon, but um, I did, and they've got a few good albums. To their credit, I thought 5150 and For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge were probably some of the best up there with the Van Halen uh, catalog. Uh, Balance, I thought, was a little light. I owe you 812. There's days I love it. There's days I hate it. Um just like with David Lee Roth, Diver Down, I think is probably their weakest album with David Lee Roth. Um, but again, like I said, it's um, a 50-50 split. As for Gary Sharon, I thought Van Halen 3 had a couple of good songs on it. And um, I think he's been given, you know, a bad rap, Gary Sharon. I heard a few concerts live and he can actually pull off both the Hagar and the Roth tunes. Um quite successfully and if you watch some of the shows you actually see van halen eddie van halen actually looking happy um you can see on the reunion tours he's not exactly the happiest camper and when dino and i saw him uh for the greatest hits package uh, i don't think eddie was actually coherent on the tour and um i didn't understand a word eddie van halen said he spoke for like a five minute rant and i had no idea what he was saying um, so I think he, I think Eddie was happiest with Gary Sharon. I think he found, um, a partner to write lyrics with. And, um, I would have liked to have seen a second album with these guys. Uh, people have heard some demo tapes with Gary Sharon and said that the album could have been amazing, but the backlash from, uh, Van Halen three was just too much. And the band had to do what it had to do to survive. And that's go back with David Lee Roth for better or for worse. Um, but Gary Sharon is a good singer, a, a good songwriter. I think it's just um, they're giving a, a bad rap to the guy. But you have to realize Gary Sharon is the new guy put, put into an established group that's a global phenomenon. And yeah, I don't think he had much of a say to what the album is going to be like. So you got to give the guy some slack. He did the best he could. And you know what? He's the only third guy to sing on a Van Halen record. And how many guys would love to put that on their uh, CV, saying that they were the lead singer of Van Halen? Give it, it was a year or two or a month. That's something you can't take away from anybody, you know? And that's my take. It's 50-50, and I still give a nod to Gary. He did the best he could with what he had. But he's the new guy, so he had no choice. Yeah, with, with um, I think, I remember thinking at the time, because I'm, I'm sure listeners know that I've, 
I ranted on the one of the last episodes about um, you know three sides to a story. So I'm a big extreme fan. Um, I remember listening to the first the Van Halen three album and thinking it it sounded like an ex- somebody trying to make it sa- make Van Halen sound like extreme, which they're not. It's not the same chemistry. It's not the same. Yes, you have the virtuoso, you know, guitar playing from, you know, Nuno Benincourt and from uh, Eddie Van Halen. You can have those comparisons as well. Um, But uh, they don't have the vocal strength that um, Extreme had. And I think that's what, that was one of the knocks on Gary Sharon for trying to make Van Halen sound like Extreme to a point with harmonies and and so on. Um, I think there's a few, like you said, there's a few uh, songs that are good, but I don't think it's a strong album. I just think they didn't give him enough. uh, I think he would have benefited from having a second album to show what he could really do. Um, In terms of the first album, you know, if you look at the first album from both Sammy Hagar and David Lee Roth, David Lee Roth had Van Halen, the first album ever, which was a great album and 5150 from Sammy Hagar is a great album in my eyes anyways. Yeah, so this one I was agree. kind of, so this one was kind of a weak entry for for one of the, for the singer from the three singers. Um but yeah, I, I do agree that it's it's um I don't think he gets the benefit of the doubt and unfortunately it didn't last that long. In terms of David Lee Roth versus Sammy Hagar, I will definitely give it Probably due to probably to Sammy Hagar because I remember him more and I used to listen more to those albums than I did David Lee Roth. I got into David Lee Roth a lot later, so I remembered 1984. You know, I I I knew a few songs from Van Halen, Van Halen too, but um, to me, I always liked Sammy Hagar. It seems he has that extra passion in his voice. Yes, David Lee Roth is a showman and he's able to. Show, um, put that pa- like put kind of have that in song like on an audio, not just in stage. He's able to portray that. Um, but Sammy Hagar, you see the passion in his voice. Now a lot of people mistaken mistake that for just screaming for the hell of it, because <laughs> um, it's true. There's a lot of songs where he just goes he does, like a bit like James Brown doesn't know what to do. <laughs> He just yells, <laughs> but uh, I, I would, for me personally, in terms of songwriting, like the actual lyrics of a song, um, I, I would give it to Sammy, and I. That's why for me, it's it's, it's the verdict for me is, uh, is Sammy. Next, well, I could go next. If you look at Roth and Hagar, statistic wise. Uh, they made more money with Roth than Hagar, right? Uh, Roth, uh, they grossed uh, 56 million with his albums, and Hagar grossed uh, 26 million. However, on the charts, they hit number one with every single Hagar uh, album, which, in my opinion, he was able to reach a broader audience than Roth did. And like Philip said, uh, I think uh, Hagar blended. Made made the band better than Roth did. 
in terms of melodies, in terms of uh, I, it's as if they they glued together a lot more than with David Lee Roth. Probably they were bickering less than with the David Lee Roth. I don't know, but in, in my opinion, Hagar is a, is my is my man too. My turn. Okay, uh, let's go this way. Uh, Sammy Hagar, if you want to, okay, Sammy Hagar, if you want to listen to us, uh, anything on, on a radio or CD, anything like that, Sammy Hagar wins hands down because his vocal cord is amazing. He has a higher pitch. He, has, he can go places where David Lee Ross cannot go anywhere. But if you have to go see a concert, David Lee Ross is a showman. He has charm. His vocal cord is not even close to Hagar, but he has something about it. He has the charisma on stage. She can't keep, and that's why I think maybe the rest of the band hated him because he had all the attention when he was on stage. He was the main attraction, who was only the main, he was the attraction of the group. And that's what I think that was, that was the confliction of the group because they said, Okay, you get all the attention, but you don't do as much as we do, you know. And that's why I think there was, was a lot of friction. But like, so that's why I, I divide like, like Steven says 50 50, and I kind of agree with him. Like, fifth, if I have to listen by. The years alone, Hagard hands down. The the the, the way he sings, the, the melody, he's able to go high and low. He like he makes the music beautiful. If it's a if it's a ballad, you actually feel his emotion. But if I had to go see a concert, David Lee Ross hands down. That's why how how I would divide it, and that's it. Because Stephen talked too much before, so I can nothing else. I'm sorry, you're <laughs> evil. Oh, you're evil. Go my not all, but. Um, that's actually, that's, 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 there was actually um, a line actually I was reading one, some reviews online for Van Halen 3 just to get into the you know when I was doing research for the podcast and one of the um, the thing is Entertainment Weekly gave it a B great rating saying judging from the renewed intensity of Eddie's guitar playing throughout much of 3 having a merely competent relatively ego free singer seems to have reinvigorated his muse but goes on to say how how may i say a song a song eddie sang lead vocal on was cringeworthy and unintentionally hilarious so i think they tried to again this falls into the the narrative that um he tried to make van halen more like extreme where nuno can carry a tune where eddie van halen doesn't have that necessarily that talent to to sing uh, but they have michael they, they didn't have the harmonies michael that had, extreme had michael Anthony is an amazing background singer backup singer yeah but you know what i think i remember reading elsewhere that eddie van halen was at that point getting very influenced by peter gabriel and was trying to incorporate that kind of sound into van halen and i think that's where the downfall was especially for the first album with another new lead singer they had to do something like a 5150 that you had to get a good producer and get some really um how do you say this uh arena rock friendly tunes like 5150 and i think you when you had the guy who produced the soundtrack to hill street blues who becomes the producer of a rock album i think you know that was the first mistake they needed like you know their their main man ted templeton or Mick Jones, who did 5150, or get a you know a Bob Rock or a Rick Rubin, a big a big time producer who understands the band's strength 
and make them into a rock album and then slowly bring in that other element of whatever it is, Peter Gabriel influence that he had. I think if the first album would have been like a 5150 or even a Van Halen one or two, I think Sharon would still be in the band today. And I think they would be going Sammy who and David Lee Roth what and just move on. Because uh, like I said, I saw a couple of live shows and Eddie, like like Entertainment Weekly said, he seems to have found his muse. And uh, I think Gary really uh, complimented him well. And I, I would have liked to have seen another album. I really thought if they really did another rock album, these guys would be unstoppable. I, 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 in my opinion. Gary Sharon, because Gary Sharon is a, is a good uh, showman too. Huh? He's yes, in he the is. same category as uh, David Lee Roth there when he gives a show. He doesn't stop. He goes yeah. on for two hours, three hours. Unbelievable. Actually, one thing I've seen, um, they had... Um... They released a 25th anniversary of Pornography uh, this year, uh, where it's yeah. a DVD, a DVD of with interviews and so on. You look at that the the concert itself. Gary Sharon does not stop moving the whole time on the stage, and he never loses his ability to 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 portray his his voice very well. Like he doesn't lose any, you know, he doesn't skimp on on certain parts of a song or that he can he reach the high notes or whatever he's constantly moving he's constantly hitting the notes um i think there's he's made some mistakes in terms of career um, um i think a tribe uh what's called tribes of, tribes with judas or whatever it was called um it was a little of a misstep in my opinion i think he was trying to do a little bit more uh i guess rockier i guess it just didn't work out and he also tried at one point, he had um, an extended play, I think, of uh, like funkier songs, uh, more light, not rock. It was necessarily rock. It was more light um, yeah. and it didn't go anywhere. It was like in between when he didn't know what he was doing. He was in between Extreme and he was in between um, Van Halen and he released that out. Um, but I mean, he's, you know, every time I've seen him in a show, every time I've seen him, uh, perform, um, and even on, on the extreme albums, he has that unique voice that's able to go very, very high and very, very low, depending on the mood of the, uh, of the song. Whereas Sammy Hagar and Roth and Roth are more of the typical rock singer, the rough and tough, you know, um, you know, rebellious type of voice. Um, and Sammy Hagar, really, it's in your face. You listen to... And and to know... To, to see how, how much they influence Van Halen, you can actually look at their solo albums. If you look at the solo albums or listen to the solo albums of David Lee Roth, a lot of the songs sound very similar to Van Halen or the Van Halen years. Sammy Hagar, very similar. If you take him... Uh, it's not as... There's not as much synthesizer... With Sammy Hagar, but it's still you you hear his mark in in, in the Van Halen albums as well. So both well, had a lot of influence on, on on Van Halen as well. Well, apparently his first band Montrose was the blueprint, according to Eddie Van Halen, for Van Halen. Um, so you know he was actually the guy that started the Van Halen blueprint. Okay. There. A, so. So. Uh, all right, so that's uh, that's it. So verdict, I know for me it's Sammy Hagar, 
when all of a sudden you guard for me me i think myself too uh I, I will go more or listen more sunny Sonny Hedard. and see and i'm see. still down the middle it depends on my feel there's days i want to hear uh david and there's days i want to hear sammy i i put them both on my playlist and i alternate between both i i I like both aspects. They're both different, different beasts. So you know, but they they both complement each other. You got other. a short, you got a soft spring. I love both. I love no. both. Why why limit myself? But Ooh, I, I girl, girl say that us. That's what it is. It's easy to say. I like. Well, both. there's days, there's years. I like I like David Lee Roth only even when Hager was in it. But now I I learned to like both. But they're not the same. No, I do like them both. But Sammy's a bit better. It depends what you're going. If you're going for voice, Sammy. Yeah, concert, David Lee Ross. I've seen both, and they're both good live. So, I mean, it doesn't make it. I mean, they're both good. But, you know, they each have their pros and cons. And I'm down the middle of both. And I'll leave Gary Sharon. Uh, you know, if, they, they should, if, if there's too long of a wait, go on tour with him. Don't make, don't make an album, just go on tour. He can sing both. Both Hagar and Roth tunes. It makes no difference. But, it does them both well. But yes, but I, I completely agree. But I think there was a lot of negative press at the time yeah, for, for Gary sure. Sharon. So I, yeah. I, I, a lot of people have that that negative thought process or th they think very negatively of Gary Sharon. They, they kind of know him from yeah. extreme more than words. You know, if you don't if you don't know the body of work of Gary Sharon, uh, you're gonna think it's all the the more ballady type of songs. So you have you know uh, more than words, and then there was uh, the last album, the last song on Pornography. I keep forgetting, uh, but it's more of an acoustic as well. Right. That's what you're thinking of. Um, so you go you go you put him into Van Halen. It's not the same same thing and people just and also as much as david lee roth was able to you know he started off it's fine sammy hagar was able to come in and impose his own style right away and it made them not necessarily forget roth but they kind of went you know what i can go with this i understand gary sharon people didn't have that gary sharon they're like no, it's not Sammy and it's not David Lee Roth. It just, they didn't give him that, it, it's, well, at least in my eyes, they didn't seem to give him that chance. I'm not saying it's a strong album by any means. I don't think it's the best album no. from Van Halen. But there were some good parts in there that they could have probably, given, given, given a second chance or a second album, I think it would have benefited them a lot. And, yeah. But, yeah. All right, so it seems that we're in we're pretty much in the van the Van Hagar <laughs> the Van Hagar uh, camp, uh, but honorable very uh, honorable mention to David Lee Roth as well and Gary Sharon, even though he's the uh, the singer that nobody wants to talk about. He's like the Voldemort of Van Halen. Uh, <laughs> I think that he has he uh, he's able to uh, to put his own as well uh, put his mark on on the Van Halen legacy. If you want to reach out to us at aroundtable.ca, all you have to do is either uh, follow us on Twitter at aroundtable with two R's, A-R-R-O-U-N-D-T 
A-B-L-E. Uh, you can also uh, like us on Facebook at aroundtable.ca. Um, you can write to us uh, via email at allaround, uh, allaroundtable at gmail.com. So A-L-L-R-O-U-N-D table at gmail.com. And if for all our reviews and all our uh, for music, uh, comics, and any any other parts of the entertainment industry, uh, you can read our reviews at www.aroundtable.ca. That's www.aroundtable.ca. All right, guys, that's the show for this week, and we'll talk to you next week. Have a good one, guys. You too. Live the dream. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bye bye. <laughs>